Welcome to the Impact Food Forum. We bring the food industries together from small producers, scientists, chefs, and corporations to create a better food future for all of us. Standing together, this global community will have a positive effect on the food industries and all the people involved. Welcome to the Impact Food Forum. There was one question that I that came to mind. I don't know if you know the old Winston Churchill quote. I don't know if it's true, but he was um, he was asked back in Second World War to cut the arts funding to support the war, and and the famous quote goes, "Then what are we fighting for?" Uh, hmm. I, I love that quote, and what I love yeah. about your work, Charles, is that you go on a on a very go on, on a line, a cross line between gastronomy and art. Mm. And it, it seems to me that culture right now is taking a very hard hit. Uh, and ob obviously uh, that's in your profession around the world that has taken a hard hit over the COVID-19. Um, I'm afraid that when um, hygiene and uh, sanitizing sets in, love goes out. What are your thoughts mm. about the situation that we are in right now from your perspective? Hmm. Um, I've been, I've been, well, two, two, two main things about context, right? Um, I have been traveling for most of the past six years. Um, after I did research at Oxford University on flavor perception and I got into uh, academia, into academic research um, to explore the passion of food uh, with the lens of science, um, I, I started traveling from all over the world and, and I, have, um, I had the incredible chance to meet a lot of people from all over, um, speak in different stages, especially around the future of food. And, and so meet incredible thinkers in the, in the space and not only in restaurants. I would say that mostly people who do not work in restaurants, who are not in, um, in, in the culinary arts, that are more into the big umbrella of what gastronomy is, which is the relationship between uh, kind of food and humans. Um, and so I've been kind of uprooted. I had no roots. I was just kind of all over the place. Um, and now I find myself um, in nature. Um, with a garden just behind uh, at my, in my family's home in France and and it feels first of all um, more important than ever to just be in connection to land um, and I think many of the big conversations around systems around future food go into how are we treating land right how are we connecting to land and not only the, the soil itself but actually to the traditions of the place, right? How are we tapping into the soul of the place to, through food, which is the language, right? Um, to bring about uh, good things for humans and their culture. Um, so that's kind of one, one, one thing that has emerged and um, uh, it's this importance of food, the centrality of food is more salient, is more seen. It was almost unseen before, for some of us, it is still unseen for many. Um, and we definitely need to break those echo chambers you were mentioning. Um, but, uh, but I feel that it's, it's, things are, we're awakening, right? A lot of people are cooking at home. 
it's like a, a global cooking retreat, <laughs> you know, like people making their dough and people making their, their fermentations and the, their, their sourdough and planting seeds in the, in, the, in the window. And that's beautiful because it comes with knowledge, right? There's very deep knowledge into these processes and uh, life's, life lessons, not only just making nice bread. Um, so what I feel is that um, this is actually a metaphor that I've been using for the past month to try and kind of process what's going on. And I see it more and more. I feel that the soil, right, the, the metaphorical soil is very fertile for seeds of innovation. And those seeds of innovation are things that many of us, we were thinking, oh, we should change this. Oh, one day we should do that. Oh, yeah, but right now we don't have time. We don't have business. One day we will be able to plant this seed, which we know is important. And now the seed, like the, those seeds are like, whoa, well, well, now we have time. We can plant these seeds that are innovative, that are about changing things, changing habits, changing mindsets. Um, so... So that's kind of what I, what I feel is that the soil is ripe, is fertile, and we just need to, a lot of seeds are being planted all over the world. Um, and we need to keep on tending the seeds. It's not only about planting them, but now from this moment zero on, how do we plant, we, we keep on nourishing those seeds to see them grow and take over some of the things that were not working before. One of the seeds, for instance, very precise is food waste. It's a massive project, problem that we have a, as a species. It's a, a problem that is inherently designed by the way the food system is shaped and by the way the business systems, the business models of food distribution have been developed. Um, for example, a restaurant doesn't have time and it doesn't make financial sense to worry about food waste. We need to be efficient, we need to be fast, since Escoffier, right? Since the industrialization of restaurant processes um, over a hundred years ago in, in London, championed by Augustus Coffier, we've been kind of on productivity, on, um, on uh, the division of tasks and division of labor, right? Things that were inherently industrial, um, brought to the kitchen and we're still sometimes under that model. And we are taking in kind of some of the the defaults, the default mistakes that come with that system have been applied to how we operate as, as an industry. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, could, I could go on. I'm not sure if you want me to, 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 to dig. I, I, I think the metaphor with the seeds is very, is very interesting. Um, you, you mentioned one, one seed is uh, food waste. What are some of the other seeds that, that are planted? Um, I think we are only relying in, I mean, let's say talking about restaurants, right? Um, but I could talk about other aspects of food. Um, but one example for food well, is the please, diversification. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but please do, Charles, please talk about other aspects of food than just restaurants. Okay. This is a global thing we're talking about. And you and me, we don't have restaurants, but this affects us too. So let's, let's talk down that yeah. line as well. Okay. Um, so I, I, I will say something about, about the restaurants. That is that there is a diversification of income that is 
happening and we're not relying only on having clients coming in the door. And we're realizing that we can actually provide mise en place, that we can actually deliver home, that we can actually deliver education, right? That we can actually teach people how to be more knowledgeable, knowledgeable about their food. That is some of the skills that a team of people who are food technicians, right? That's what the, the type of workforce that is in the, in the restaurants are food technicians. Food technicians are good at producing, but are also good at teaching. So there's a diversification there that I think we will see more of in the coming months. Um, there's something broader that I want to, to, to mention is that there is um, a, a big kind of, let's say, trend in economics, which is to enter an economy of, um, that goes beyond the service, right? We were very, for most of the 20th century in an economy of services, uh, an economy of products. Um, and then in the last part of the 20th century, we entered an economy of experiences, right? You don't just go to uh, a coffee shop to, because there's coffee. You go there because it has your name on it, because there is people who are like you, because you can go on Wi-Fi, right? It's an experience. So this is very famously put forward by Pine and Gilmore. Uh, with the book, uh, The Experience Economy. And, and, and we were, we're very much living in the experience economy. But there is something that is emerging that is the next step after that, which is the transformation economy, or what the way I, call, I like calling it is the transformation economies, because now there is a diverse, diversification um, of, of different aspects of the economy that, that are centered around transformation. And this is a, actually a course that I, that, I, that I teach at the Institut Paul Bocuse and, and together with the Emilion Business School uh, around what is happening in the world at the moment um, that is uh, around transforming con the consumer and transforming society. And this is a trend that has been wanting to bubble up in the past years. And now the conversations that I've had with people from all over the world is that these businesses that we're just kind of trying to come up with transformational kind of under the umbrella of transformational economy are more are doing very well right now because they were already preparing for this new model um, and they were already preparing for a new mindset which is not based on a kind of on a pyramid hierarchical um, let's say ego shaped um, system right where there is power at top uh, and then all the rest of life and all the rest of systems below, um, based on the, you know, even could be compared to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now there is something different that is emerging, which is going from ego to eco, right? To ecosystems, to kind of realizing that there's more equality here. And when we see many of the problems that are happening in the world in general, when it comes to environmental justice, uh, or climate justice and social justice, those problems are intimately connected. And especially in food, we see the manifestation of those problems to be sometimes even more unfair and more unjust than in other systems. One example is, you know, let's say uh, equality in, in the kitchen, right? Uh, it's something that in the food industry is very complicated or or uh, the quality of life for someone who works in food industry, whether it is in food service, right, restaurants, hotels, or, or, or food production, um, 
up to down to the to the soil to people who are actually in contact with the soil which um, there's of course two types there's the big players and the small players there's very few intermediates right but it is not part of an ecosystem it's part of a of a of a of a, of a system an, an ecosystem that is kind of responding to very strong forces in the economy now what does it look like i feel that there's a turning point in where we're kind of wait a minute like what what happens if 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 we don't have enough food um, or if this crisis somehow uh, there's a lot of uncertainty so we don't know if eventually we could have a shortage of food supply what happens we're not resilient as cities as villages as families nuclei we're not resilient we're dependent on everything else so what is what are these solutions, these seeds that are kind of emerging as a way to make us more resilient? And I want to point out something important here. 100 years ago, 150 years ago, we're talking your, you know, your parents' grandparents. It's not that long ago. Your parents' grandparents and their parents lived without a refrigerator, and most of them were farmers. In 100 years, we've completely forgotten of our agricultural history as a species, as humans. We've completely been disconnected from the fact that food is central to human life. And it is still today, it is not seen. We see cities, a big city functions because we're able to bring in food and energy, electricity and water into it. If there's no input of food, electricity or water, a city does not function. But these things, just like, you know, I can press a button here and turn off a light, it's as simple as that. Now we have the same kind of plug for food. We just go to a supermarket, we push a button, and we have food. And we don't realize the real cost and the real, what, what it takes really to sustain a city. And not even to mention the city, just ourselves, if we're not connected. So I think, solutions that bring up resilience whether it is on basic lifestyle systems like having a compost bin like having chicken right chicken were running out in the us just a few weeks ago there were no more chicks everybody was buying chicken like yes i always wanted to have chicken now let's have our eggs because there's no more eggs at the supermarket amazing right uh, well now a lot of people will have their hens at home and i find that absolutely amazing because they will learn so much and they will remember what it means to be human. And we've forgotten what it means to be human in a hundred years. Can we remember that? How are we teaching kids? I think that's another big, big topic. What is what we're teaching kids at schools? We're not teaching them anything about being human apart from writing, reading and remembering history and thinking logics and mathematics. And that's really important, but we're not teaching them what truly can make them resilient human beings. And we're entering crisis. We are in crisis, so I think we're realizing how important that is. Fucking love you, Charles! Fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good point, man. Thank you very much. I have everything I need. I love. Uh, I'm gonna. I would love to share this with the community. It's just so. It's so. It's such a great thing to take someone like Eric Repair and and um, you and. Uh, Paul Siska and everyone just connect because it just poof it makes total sense I love what you're saying about 
that we've disconnected from nature and, and that we're not resilient. It's, it's, it's so true. It's fantastic, mm. fantastic input. Mm. No, thank you. I'm glad it resonates. It really, really, it really appreciate does. it. And it really resonates with me personally because me and my wife and our two kids, we moved into a forest three years ago. Uh, we, oh, we, yes. lived, we lived in Copenhagen, so we sold everything we had uh, and we just moved into this cottage and we've been, we've been self-isolating for three years, even before this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You are already preparing. Uh, it's true what you're saying. We're changing from ego to eco. It's very, very good points. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much, Charles. Yes, thank you so much, Nicole. And apologies for the delay at the beginning. Don't worry, don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao.